I wanted to talk to some businesses about the stress they've been under with uh, COVID-19, having to be closed, having employees that they um, may have had to lay off, and just the stress of not knowing when we're all going to get back to work. So I reached out to Rachel App, who owns Mrs. Clean, and uh, I know that she's um, a go-getter as a business person and and has employees and I thought you know there there probably will be some stress for her and what was really interesting was that she actually wasn't feeling really stressed out because over the years she's developed tools to deal with anxiety stress depression and so on so Rachel uh, how long ago did you start your company um, I was actually 18 years old and it wasn't even my first company I started off with a little in-home spa in my mother's dining room um and then i don't know picked up the cleaning somehow i think the ocd just working at the spa so it was it was really really young and determined to make money so young like <laughs> yeah that's very that is very very entrepreneurial so you started mrs clean and it started with you cleaning houses and your OCD was probably great for, you know, I mean, people must have been thrilled when they came home and, and found their house clean. You were, I, sorry. I joke, I joke and I say like, I had no life back then. I had no child. I didn't have like a house to take care of the yard. So I'd be like sitting there scrubbing baseboards with a toothbrush because I had nowhere to go after work. Well, um, a lot of people would have just partied. So good. For I know. So tell me a little bit about where you went from you using a toothbrush to scrape baseboards <laughs> <laughs> to having um, Mrs. Clean and having some stuff. Okay, so what happened is I had a child and <laughs> like and I had no idea how hard it was going to be to become a mom. As much as I loved being a mom, it was really really hard to um I don't know, even like say I was going to be at work at nine o'clock in the morning and actually make it on time. I just, I just understood then the struggles of like holding down employment and um, trying to run a business. And it was small back then, but it just became very difficult. So um, I vowed at that point to um, make um, job opportunities for most, it's mostly women that work for me. We do have a couple of men, but it's mostly women um, that they can work around their mom's schedule and have no guilt around, you know, having a job and paying the bills um, and, and still being able to get their kids to school on time or pick them up if that's what they want to do or be home in time to make dinner. So it was just the stuff that quickly became really difficult for me. I, um, I, I wanted to make a difference in other people's lives that were working for me. And we just were talking about a funny little vignette when you, first, <laughs> when you first started interviewing, you were actually doing it in a shed in your backyard. Yeah. So one of the things I take a lot of pride on that's really helped me out during this pandemic time is living within my means. And, you know, I make the odd, like insane purchase where I buy myself an expensive purse or something, you know, because I do work hard. But I constantly live within my means um, with the house and not having expensive office space and just doing whatever I can to keep my bills low. When I called you to talk about this interview and I said, oh, I just want to talk about people who have a lot of stress and I, and I know that and you probably have to lay off staff and I want to talk about stress. Yeah. 
and you really surprised me because you said, I'm not in a huge stressful situation because yeah. I have tools to deal with this. So, so take me through that. I think as an entrepreneur, um, this is like, I've done this before as an entrepreneur. I've done this before. Um, like I've stated, I keep my bills low, but that doesn't mean I didn't have bills. Like I'm getting ready to drop, you know, like 10 grand on products, like to bring in when there's no money coming in, you know what I mean? Like there's always some kind of financial commitment, but, um, it's so out of my control. I was really, really sad. The one thing that really got me down for a little bit was the fact that I just, I, I, I couldn't, um, continue paying my staff through this. Like that really, really was very depressing for me in the beginning of COVID. Um, and there was really nothing I could do about it. Um, because like I, if I were to have taken on that debt, I don't think I'd be able to recoup as quickly and have them back to work as quickly and have money for payroll. So it was just a, it was a really crappy, um, realization that I had to, to a stomach, I guess. Right. So after I could work through that and, you know, I have, I have, I think the smartest advice I got over the years was as an entrepreneur to have a counselor or a shrink to talk to. And, um, that, that person is just like part of your, your team. So I, I do have that person that I can reach out to and talk this stuff through and talk about the facts versus the fears. And even though the anxiety is really, really real when it happens, a lot of the time, the realization is, is that like, it, you get stuck on the loop in your head and you make up more than what's actually happening in reality. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I just have these little tools like, um, Dr. Baker, <laughs> who I talk to and, um, the meditation and like, I'm sitting in my meditation room right now that, um, I set up for myself and I come in here every day and I take care of myself first and, uh, and, and before going to bed at night. And I just think that, if you can put yourself first, when these big things happen in life, you can just be a little bit calmer about it. I think anxiety is uh, number one, one of the big things that stop stops a person from taking that step into a, into a, a business as opposed to being an employee and saying, okay, I want to have my own business. Anxiety can really paralyze people from doing that, which is all it's part so of the low self-confidence, right? It's um, not even, I don't even think it's self-confidence though, because I am like, I am super confident person. I think the anxiety can be absolutely debilitating and it is, but now when it happens, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm so anxious about a decision right now that I have to make. And I'm going to go with the most riskiest decision because I know it's the right one. I know deep down it's the right one and it's the one that's going to push me farther as an entrepreneur, but it's the scariest one to do right now, especially with less income because one of my businesses is closed. We've been talking about the new normal for a really long time. And what I'm starting to see and hear and read about is that the new normal is emerging based on what a company had to do to survive over the last three months and to prepare See, themselves for coming forward. So businesses are working in a um, completely different way. So, but it's interesting for you. Number one, uh, you were put on the uh, list of businesses that can open again. Uh, yeah. As I, as and I'm I recall, not opening. Right? You're not. And I'm not opening yet. 
because my team is not comfortable going into so, houses and, and businesses at this point. So this is really risky too, because clients are going to jump ship, some of them. And that's okay because our clients always come first. They always, always come first. But my team is like a close second. Like they're like, like, honestly, they're really, really in line, right? With each other as far as the decisions we make as a company and my team is petrified. So if my team is scared because of the media and the, uh, like everything that they've learned and their interpretation of what's happening, they're going to, they're, they're not going to be able to show up at a hundred percent. So I'm choosing to wait a little while longer. I think if you have people that are a part of your team, um, and they are an asset to your company, it's worth working with them through the anxiety and fear of this time. So maybe uh, part of my team doesn't come back right away because they are uncomfortable or because they are, um, some of my team members are amazing and they're like, they're taking care of their, um, their parents. So they're living in the same house as their older parents that are immune compromised. So they don't want to put their, their family members at risk during this time because they would be the ones most susceptible to not, um, to not get through COVID if they were to contract it, right? So I've had the conversations with them. That's fine. I totally understand. And I may need to hire. And that's, that's okay too. But when they're ready to come back, I will most definitely – um, figure out how to get them back on our schedule. And um, I believe that the universe always has our back. And when you do um, the right things in, in life or like just with integrity, with some kind of integrity, um, it always works out. So I just, I just have a lot of faith in the universe that everything will work out uh, after this time. And, and the, the hardest part not to have anxiety over though, is the fact that and I've had to like have this conversation with my team as well in our meetings that nothing is going to look the same. Like, so don't come back thinking like it's all going to be the same because it's not, there's no possibility of things operating the way they did like three months ago. So how do you see it changing? Oh man, I don't, I see the biggest change that's going to affect our clients, unfortunately. And it's, it's weird to talk about this publicly because I haven't announced this or I don't, I don't actually know, but I don't know how we're going to pair the clients with the team members that they're really, really like built these relationships with because some of them aren't just, they're just not coming back right away. In addition, um, I don't think we can, um, with integrity, clean more than one house a day per cleaner. So it's, it's going to look different. Like, I'm not going to be able to guarantee the same cleaner right now. Um, until everything um, kind of balances out again on the, on the other side of this. Your business, because there really is a lot of, uh, well, your business is direct uh, cleaner to client or cleaner in a client's home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we have clients that are airline pilots or, or doctors, nurses, right? Like, so we, we will be in contact with those on the front line of essential services. So 
just because the government's like, okay, y'all can operate again, doesn't mean I have the proper PPE just to open my doors up. Added to that a number of years ago, a brain injury. Yes. Which has had a significant impact on your life, on, on your personal ability to work. And yeah. um, it, it, like you said, going to a grocery store is extremely difficult for you because of the memory perspective and confusion and so and, on. So, and the lights and the people, like it's everything. The decision making, like it's intense. I mean, in talking to you, it's quite amazing because it actually doesn't sound like it has inhibited your ability to run your business and expand your business. But I know that it added a, a tremendous amount of yes. anxiety to your life. I mean, I think we're at this point two and a half years post injury. So I've adapted to, and I hated this term, but it's coming up again for people, but the new normal. But when my doctor would tell me like to, <laughs> to try to get used to my new normal, I get angry and curse at her. I'm like, I will not, like, I will not accept this as my life. And I just think my drive and my ambition, um, has, has forced me to rehab myself to the best of my ability. Um, so I did have a little bit of anxiety and depression before it's always been situational and, um, around my hormones, the anxiety comes up like around my hormonal time. Um, and I was able to have a good grasp on my mental health through, um, like food choices and holistic herbs and homeopathic stuff. Right. But when, um, the brain injury happened, it was like every coping mechanism that I had was out the door. And on top of that, I couldn't understand what was happening with my brain. Like it was, I think about it and I get choked up because it's really sad. Like it's, uh, when I look, I can like look back at myself and just, I, I just can't believe how sad of a time it was for me. Um, cause I just didn't understand what was going on. Um, and thank God I had people in my life. Um, one in particular, like my personal trainer that I worked with over the years, where when this would happen, I would call her and she would just tell me what was happening with my brain. And I just remember her repeating to me, your brain has a big bruise on it and it doesn't understand what's happening, but you're just having a panic attack. So you need to breathe. And she breathed with me over the phone. Like, can you believe I have like amazing angels like that in my life? Like, well, you, you certainly have a, a lot of friends uh, who support you. If I just go on, <laughs> for people who would comment something that you would post on Facebook. I mean, when you had a good day, you would they, you know what I'm having a fan. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I felt good. That I know. is something that, uh, you know, we feel a lot of us kind of feel crummy or, or we start up. the day, but for you over the, over a period of time of even a few months, your friends would see you on on Facebook and be you know what that is fantastic Rachel and and for you at the beginning it was I had an hour where I felt good today yeah so um, and last what, week I had a headache and it lasted like three days because I got my cycle and it ruined like the whole week for me but it's not three weeks now. It's not four weeks. It doesn't take me out for a month. Like that's the reality of the beginning of uh, my brain injury and then the anxiety around not responding to people and then getting back to people weeks later. Like it just, 
it's a big old cluster of, uh, of made up emotion, you know, because of the stress of it all. How did your stress coping skills that you developed before the injury, how did they come into place? I know you meditate and, and your food and obviously you exercised, which honestly, when, if somebody asks me, what do I do for anxiety and how do I, how I, I coped with uh, manic depression or bipolar years, yeah. it's eat properly, sleep the same hours every day and get exercise. Yeah. It's so simple, but it's so hard for people who are in that kind of confused out there to, to put that in your life. For me to put structure back in my life after five or six years in and out of, of a psychiatric hospital and so on seemed totally, totally unattainable. It was the hardest thing. Um, I was a mess in the beginning. They medicated me heavily, um, heavily for the headaches and... So I was on an antidepressant for the headaches in a high, high dose. And I think it was helping the depression too. <laughs> um, you would hope. I, I even became, uh, I don't want to say became suicidal, but I had a lot of thoughts around how the people in my life would be better off without me um, because I felt as if I was a pretty big uh, burden during those times. Um, and I don't, it's so funny because I wasn't working out. I gained all this weight from the medication. I gained all this weight from um, not moving. And I was so tired, right? Like I was too tired even to like go get the groceries, let alone make a meal and then clean up after it. Like I had zero energy. Um, it's been a struggle like to just manage the lack of energy and motivation but I kept saying all along is like, I miss working out. I miss being active. And I always did work out. And I, I swear to God, it's like the only thing that I think it's why I recovered um, better than maybe most because I was active before, because I was fit before, or like, I was like fitty fat anyways, but I was, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm fitty fat. Fitty fat. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, I'm a curvy girl, but I always like, I always worked out and I took pride in it. And I like, I like seeing my body change and I like seeing myself become strong. Like I take a lot of pride in that. Um, and even when I was working a lot, it was very physical. My job is very physical, tearing down these trade shows, setting them up, like moving these boxes of product. Like it was a lot. So anyways, I, for six months before I started on my new fitness journey that is going really, really well right now for six months, I told myself that I was like going to start working out again. It's the second I had the energy and I did, and I made, um, like a whiteboard and, you know, put my goals on it. And the goals were really small in the beginning, super, super small and super obtainable and it's just, it's flourished from there. So now I, I just walk every day. That's all I do is I go for walks. I get out of bed. My neighbor knocks on my door. <laughs> Seven o'clock. <laughs> We're walking. Um, Good for and you. And it's wonderful. I walk, but it's way later yeah, than Yeah, like I don't even know who I am anymore. And I like crave salads. I'm like, this is amazing. Well, the, the drive that you've had to run your business, to start your business and continue to run it, obviously came into to play. Um, yeah. Was, was really, really helpful because if you didn't have that drive, you would not be, I'm guessing, anywhere close to as well no. as you are now. 
And I literally had to let the businesses go for, I would say, the greater of 18 months and trust my team to take care of everything, everything. And because I had to focus on myself and I did not have the energy to do both. Like it was crazy, a lot of trust. And I have a good team. I have a marketing girl. I have an HR girl. I have an office manager. Like, but the conversation in the beginning was like, listen, like I'm not okay. And I don't know when I'm going to be okay. And I, I kept trying to step back into my role and it would just hit me hard. And I would be out for days at a time, sometimes weeks. So I had to step back and just take care of myself. I think that's the scariest thing that happened as an entrepreneur um, for me. But on the flip side of it, my businesses flourished during that time. So all of the systems I had set up over the years and put into place, um, they worked. And my businesses flourished. And thank God I had enough of my product made um, for something that didn't work out that we sold during this time. So by the time we sold out, I could get in and batch a little bit and they would bottle it and sticker it and put it on the shelves for me. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say next is in the midst of all of this, you yeah. launched your new product, Bear. And yeah. um, no, I think no, not your trim. Sorry. In, just before the accident. So Bear was like eight months old when the accident happened. Oh, okay. Maybe it's, isn't that around the time that you uh, opened your store because you did open a store in Thorold. So it was all very close together anyway. It was so close together. So I gave my notice and they rented out my space downtown and I had like paid first and last month's rent and taken the keys just to, just to store some stuff at the new shop so we could have a Christmas tree in the living room because it was all bare in the living room. And my daughter was like, mommy, we need to have a tree. <laughs> so I had just taken over the spot and we moved. Uh, my accident was the 22nd of December and I took the keys to the place the same week. It was, it was crazy. Your daughter, Olivia, has been you know, it must've been very difficult for her as well, but I know that that has, uh, she has sustained you a lot. And I think probably been a lot of the driving force for you to work through the, the injury and anxiety and depression. Cause I yeah, know she's the most important, your business aside, she, she's the most important thing to you. She's the best. Like she's my everything. Um, and you know what's really cool? We should talk about my family situation. So my family situation is probably one of the most incredible um, things about my life. Uh, so her father and I, we, we split many years ago, and he met this amazing woman who has now become like my best friend in life. And my daughter has a little brother, so they had a little baby, Luca. And we, we are one family. Like, we are one family. We do everything together. Libby goes back and forth when she misses her brother because sometimes she wants to see her brother every day. You know, they call me for pizza because I miss, <laughs> I miss her father's pizza-making skills, so I get invited for that. Like, we, we're just one. Like, we're just one family. And um, I feel like the support and the love my ex and his wife has shown me during this time. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at without their love and support through this time. 
I'm getting all choked up. I just love no. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that your entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit, your ability to work through difficult times and the, the care and love you have for your family and really importantly at this time, your staff is exceptional. Thank you. 